You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Cardinals for Thursday, November the 11th of 2021. I am your host for the show, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in to Locked On Cardinals. Much appreciated and happy Veterans Day to everyone as well. Thank you to all those that have served for this country, giving us the freedom that we have today. So if you are a veteran listening today, I, I thank you for listening. An extra thank you for you, for your service, for your time. Um, as well as all those that have lost their lives. I would think about them today uh, as well, but especially the uh, any veteran um, living or not with us anymore. Thank you to, to everybody for their service or family member of a veteran. Uh, that's a sacrifice as well. But So happy Veterans Day to everybody out there today, um, and thank you to all the veterans for your service to this country, um, and thoughts and prayers to those that are currently fighting for our freedom right now. And they give us the ability to talk about things like baseball, talk about some freedom. Uh, have some freedom to talk about baseball. So that's what we're going to do today. And today's episode is going to be all about the 2021 Cardinal bullpen. As they had some some pretty good moments in the month or in the year rather of 2021, and also some some pretty pretty bad moments in in the year as well. Um, but we're going we're going to talk about what they did right, what they did wrong. How can the Cardinals improve? There have been a lot of comments on the YouTube channel um, recently of, of bullpen arms that you guys would like to see the Cardinals go after. So tomorrow's Show on Friday is going to be all about um, it's going to be all about who who are some free agent targets. We're going to talk about anybody that you guys want to sign. I've got some names listed down as well. So if you guys haven't commented, haven't DM'd on Twitter, haven't DM'd on Instagram, get those in because I want to talk about what you guys want to talk about. I want to see who you guys think. I'll give my thoughts on everybody that you guys mentioned as well as as I mentioned some names that I already have come up with. So you can comment on this YouTube video, any YouTube video. I'm scrolling back through the post YouTube videos to find comments as well as um, you can DM me on Twitter at LJFastball, DM the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals, or you can email the show at LockedOnCards at gmail.com, however you choose to do so. That'll be tomorrow's episode. But let's go ahead and get into today. Let's get into the Cardinal bullpen of 2021, because I honestly thought um, it's going to be... Um, I thought it was going to be a better bullpen than what we saw in 2021. Overall, they were good. So we're, we're going to take a little bit of a different route today when we're looking at the season that was. We're going to look at the overall stats first. Um, compared to the rest of the league, the Cardinal bullpen uh, this season had a 3.97 year, right? That was seventh in the National League in terms of saves, and you know you can you can rank saves as high or as low as you want. The Cardinals did have 50, which was third in the league. So if you rank rank them high, great. If if you rank them low, the the Cardinals had 50 saves overall. There are 54.71 this season. Uh, a couple of the other extraneous numbers that, that that I look at, the Cardinals had a 1.32 WHIP, which was seventh in the National League. Uh, for the lo- seventh lowest, and then they had the tied for second lowest average, uh, the 222 opponent batting average. That's pretty solid, especially when the two team, the team that was tied with them was the San Francisco Giants, and the team that was above them was the Los Angeles Dodgers. And they held them to a 205 clip, two extremely, extremely solid numbers. But as I've talked about in the past, some of the numbers that aren't so kind of this bullpen uh, went through this on on a number show or earlier in the offseason. Walks per nine, the Cardinals are dead last in the National League at 4.54. Their strikeout to walk ratio is also not very good. Last in the league at 1.95. So for every uh, 1.95 strikeouts for every walk, that that is just 
That's not going to cut it. That is simply not going to cut it. So that needs to improve uh, when you look at the the expanded stats, the extra stats for the St. Louis Cardinals bullpen. Uh, but but there's room to improve, and that there there is positives going forward in 2022. I'll get to those things in a little bit. But I want to start the discussion after I look at the general one. As I get into more specific Cardinal bullpen arms. I want to start with the group that was formerly known as the Big Three, <laughs> and that was Hennes uh, Cabrera, Giovanni Gagos, and Alex Reyes. All three of them had times this year where they were dominant, and all three had times this year where they weren't so dominant. Uh, so let's take a look at Giovanni Gagos, who ended the year as a closer. First half of the season, so pre-All-Star break, 46 and a third innings pitched, 2.72 ERA, 0.691 the whip, 10.5 strikeouts per nine. Solid, solid stuff from him. And then when, when you go to the second half, 34 innings pitched, still 35 games, only three less games in the second half of the season, but eight less innings, eight and a third less innings for Gallegos. Um, part of that was to do more of a closer's role, did wasn't going two innings a lot. Uh, but also he was giving up a lot more earned runs. He gave up 13 earned runs in those 34 innings compared to 14 earned runs and 46 in the third innings in the first half. So one less earned run in eight less innings, not exactly positive, and that's why you see the ERA jump to 3.44. The whip also jumps to 1.147, which isn't terrible, but it is a significant jump uh, from 0.69. So he was giving up a lot more base runners per inning on average in the second half of the season, and we see that go up as well when you look at Alex Reyes' numbers. Alex Reyes was a guy early in the season that he was always wild. He always had a lot of walks. In the first half, he had 32 walks and 41 and a third innings pitched, and his whip was 1.3. That's a very high high number. His strikeout-to-walk ratio is 1.69, but his ERA was solid at 1.52, earning himself an all-star appearance, 20 saves in the first half. Second half was a much different story for Reyes. 5-5-2 was the ERA in just 31 innings pitched. Gave up 19 earned runs. So he gave up 7 earned runs and 41 and a third innings pitched in the first half. And he gave up 19 earned runs and 31 innings pitched in the second half. And his whip jumped up even to 1.419. Just wasn't solid in the second half. And that is why he eventually lost the closer's role. Still somewhat TBD as to what his role is going to be in 2022. Uh... Reports have been that they're going to try and progress him as a starter, see where he goes, develop him that way. In the offseason, I, I think that, that that could be a room, that could be an area for him to, to grow in, is in that starter's role, but because the bullpen role just wasn't cut. When, when you look at his ERA by month, or his numbers by month, even July with a 5-4 ERA, 7.84 ERA in August, his whip was 1.7 in August. That's almost two base runners in inning that he's just giving up automatically. A strikeout-to-walk ratio in July was 0.88. That's not good at all. So Alex Reyes really just kind of fell off the fell off the wagon, if you will. And then you look at Hennessy Cabrera, the other member of that big three, and I'll get to why they were formerly known as the big three in just a moment. But his splits weren't as jarring. He pitched less innings and a significant amount of less games, so they used him less, which is probably why you saw better numbers from him. 41 innings in the first half with a 3.95 ERA, a whip of 1.4. 29 innings in the second half of the season, a 3-4-1 ERA, uh, 29 games, uh, finished two games, and his whip was 1.034. His ERA in the month of month of September slash October in the regular season, 1.35. That was his best month, and he pitched 13 and a third innings pitched in that month, um, or in that month plus three days as they played uh, a little bit into October for the regular season. But but th- these three 
were, were, were exhibit A, especially Giovanni Gallegos and Alex Reyes, as to the overusage of this Cardinal bullpen in 2021. Gallegos, like I mentioned, especially uh, we, we saw him labor through the months of July and August as his ERA jumped uh, to 4.5 in July, 5.4 in August. His whip, were, those two were his highest whip months. They weren't terrible. His whip was 1 in the month of July, and his whip was 1.5 in the month of August. So not terrible whips, but his highest, um, he gave up the most home runs, um, in, in July, gave up two um, in that month. So, again, overall, not a terrible. Giovanni Gagos definitely had the best season out of anybody in this bullpen. But nevertheless, you, you see the, the results, you see the examples, you see the evidence of overusage for Giovanni Gagos. And as the Cardinals were able to get a TJ McFarland and a Luis Garcia in got got them up in the second half, late second half of the season, you saw that you were able to rely on those two guys more than Cabrera, Reyes, and Gallegos, so you didn't have to go to them when the game was on the line almost every single night. You were able to go to TJ McFarland. You were able to go to Luis Garcia. This big three, I, I'm not sure if there would be a big three going into 2022, but they they still had overall solid seasons. But you also had the detrimental moments of Alex Reyes giving up home runs uh, in the regular season as well as in, in the playoffs. So you have Gallegos not pitching effectively after back-to-back days. You have Cabrero being a little bit wild in, in his pitching. So the big three were a huge, huge positive in the, in the in the first half of the season. And then in the second half, out of necessity, they, they were used so much that we saw them get overused and get taxed. And we saw their effectiveness drop way, way, way down. And that's just the nature of the beast when you have to overuse people like Schilt was forced to. And could he have done a better job in managing them? Managing them, maybe. But you also had guys that weren't being super reliable uh, early in the season. Jordan Hicks went down with, with an injury. Daniel Ponce de Leon was unreliable once he got moved to the bullpen. Andrew Miller wasn't always reliable. He was hurt as well throughout points of the season. So that, that, that just is what it is. But I'm looking forward to Hennessy Cabrera and Giovanni Gallegos 100% being in the bullpen. Neither one of them, from the ports that I've seen, are going to be a starter. So I am very excited to see them, in addition to, at minimum, TJ McFarland, and I'm hoping the Cardinals can get something done with Luis Garcia as well. Uh, time to take our first break. We'll get into some other names here coming up in just a moment, uh, and as well uh, as I will give the uh, bullpen grade uh, for, for the season uh, and Kind of the, the, we'll go to names, we'll go negative storylines, we'll go great, and then we'll go to some dark horse candidates for a positive 2022 um, season. Uh, all that and more coming up here in just a moment. But it's it's award season, and that means you can bet on awards at betonline.ag. We'll have an award preview show coming out um, in a couple days. And BetOnline has a new interface for the start of basketball and football season as well. So you can bet on some football, bet on some basketball, and bet on baseball postseason awards. Head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. And you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, to receive that welcome bonus. Whether it is basketball, football, baseball, or postseason awards, NHL, boxing, UFC, or your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for this upcoming season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts.
other names in this Cardinal bullpen that pitched well this season. You got to start with TJ McFarland as he got 38 and two thirds of an innings pitched in for the St. Louis Cardinals. His walk rate was a minuscule 6.3%. He had a very solid um, season overall. Uh, his ERA was one, or excuse me, 2.56 out of the bullpen. Uh, ground ball percentage of 63.7%, inducing a ton of double plays. He was extremely solid. And the other addition that I mentioned, Luis Garcia, he got up to 33 in a third innings pitched. Ground ball percentage at 45.7%. His ERA was a solid 3.24, but his FIP, uh, fielding independent pitching, was 2.72. Uh, that's what you look at. Um, that would is the expected ERA with a, with a league average defense. That's how the easy way to describe it. But you look at the, the ground ball percentage, um, Jordan Hicks has a, had a very high one in his 10 innings pitched. So did KK Kim. But of people that had significant amount of innings, so anybody more with 10 innings, uh, TJ McFarlane had the highest. He pitched 38 and two-thirds of an innings, as I mentioned, and had a 63.7 ground ball percentage. That is absolutely ridiculous, and that is why he was able to induce so many double plays. Uh, beyond him, anybody who had more 10 innings, Jake Woodford out of the bullpen, 32 thirds of an inning. He was 46 and a half. That's solid. And as I mentioned already, Luis Garcia, 40, 45.7% was the ground ball percentage. And when you look at who, who got the most innings pitched out of this bullpen, the reason that, another reason that the big three were the big three is because the top three getters at innings pitched in the Cardinal bullpen were the big three. Giovanni Gallegos had an 80.1 innings, innings pitch. Alex Reyes, 72 and a third. Hennessy's Cabrera, 70. The next closest, Ryan Helsley at 47 and a third. You have three guys occupying your top three spots, and the difference between number three and number four is 23 and two-thirds of an innings pitch. Might be 22 and two-thirds. The quick math was off there, but you just have a ton of innings in your top three. A ton. You have to be able to spread it out. And you were. We saw TJ McFarlane and Luis Garcia get up there in innings as the, the, the time went on. But outside of those top three, and, and outside of Ryan Helsley was the only other guy to pitch more than 40 innings. You had Tyler Webb get 16 and a third before he was DFA'd. You had Justin Miller get 16 and a third after he was picked up. Seth Elledge had 11, two-thirds. John Gant had 11 and two-thirds. Then you have a bunch of guys with, with 10 or less. You have Hicks, Kim, LeBlanc, Oviedo, Waddell, Hudson, Flaherty, Rondon, Dixon, even Carpenter, Ramirez, Flores Jr. All these guys have less than a third. The Cardinals were just dealt a ton of injuries this season and just could not rebound for most of the season. That is 100% um, that is 100% a problem that you need to be able to rely on more guys um, than just than just the top three. Uh, there's no question, no question about that. But other names that I was impressed with, and I'll get into some dark horse candidates again in, in segment number three. Um, I was impressed overall with Ryan Helsley. I thought Ryan Helsley did a nice job. He had a 70% left on base percentage, so 70% of the runners that, that he saw did, that he came into did not score. So that's that is extremely high. Um, that that's tops for or that was excuse me that was that was one of the top ones for the St. Louis Cardinals. I forgot to on the stats that I'm looking at. Sorry, I forgot to break it up by minimum number of innings pitched. So Jack Flaherty. Uh, Matt Carpenter, Angel Rondon, and Yohan Oviedo have the highest at 100%, but they were all less than <laughs> four innings out of the bullpen. So apologies for that little guffaw there. Uh, but nevertheless, the 70% is highest because you look at other people um, around him. You have Cody Whitley at 74. Seth Ellers did a nice job, 76.5%. So that, that, that's a solid number for him. But again, other guys that I was impressed with outside of 
um, the, the top three and uh, excuse me, and Cody Whit- Cody Whitley was also a solid number. Uh, sorry, other than Ryan Helsley, Cody Whitley was a solid one. But I'll talk about him coming up in a little bit. Uh, Andrew Miller, I thought did a did an okay job. Uh, an ERA was no- close to five, so he had his blow up moments. I just Andrew Miller w- was one of those deals that the best you were going to get. It, w- it was an okay reliever, and I just don't think Andrew Miller really was able to fulfill that role this season. And I thought KK Cam did a really nice job out of the bullpen. Only ten innings pitched, so I understand really. Really small sample size, but 1.8 ERA. He had a walk rate um, that was equal to his strikeout percentage. Both, you know, walk rate was high, K rate was low, but about equal there. You had solid numbers for him outside the bullpen. The FIP was a little bit high, but I thought KK Kim did a nice job in the bullpen. We'll see if the Cardinals want to bring him back as a bullpen role. Uh, Junior Fernandez had a really tough season at 5.66. So outside of the top three, you can argue four or five when you throw in TJ McFarland and Luis Garcia. You don't have a lot of strong bullpen arms in this Cardinal bullpen. Um, when this team was right, when they had their winning streak, and even when they were right early in the season, you had extremely good bullpen numbers. You had extremely good times out of this bullpen because early in the season you had the big three that were rested. It was early in the season you could rely on them a little bit more than you were able to later in the season. And then later in the season, when, even when the big three was, was taxed, you had T.J. McFarland and Luis Garcia bring a big boost to this bullpen that drastically needed that boost. Because as I mentioned, I, I struggled repping this episode to find too many guys outside of the big three and those two, outside of those five, that had really good seasons. They, they, they just really aren't quite there when you, when you look at guys that are coming out of this bullpen with any significant amount of innings pitched. So when I look at what grade to give this bullpen, the, the, the big knock against it, in my mind, is the lack of um, available options, but it is that walk percentage. That walk percentage, 11.8%, is still just too high. And you have a lot of guys that have individually extremely high walk percentages. Alex Reyes was 16.4. You have Junior Fernandez with 15.5. John Gant was 15.4. Angel Rondon was 14.3. You have KK Kim, or excuse me, Daniel Ponce de Leon had one of 13.8. So you still have guys that have walk percentages more than 10%. So you just need to get that walk percentage down. Walks are going to absolutely kill a team and we saw that for the St. Louis Cardinals throughout this entire season with the bases loaded home runs with the or the with the bases loaded walks base loaded wild pitches all these different things the control for this bullpen just was not there from point a to point b it corrected itself over the course of a season a little bit but that's going that to me is going to be the biggest sign of improvement that I'm looking for next season is for guys to throw more strikes that that needs to happen in 2022. But when I look at the grade for 2021, as I get the grade figured out, as I was thinking about what to weigh high, what to weigh low, obviously the big three boosted up the grade because of their performances overall throughout the season. TJ McFarlane, Luis Garcia did a nice job. But but I, I struggled to give this bullpen anything more than a C plus. Because they didn't give up a lot of hits, but they walked a ton, so that almost canceled out. Their ERA was middle of the pack um, in terms of the league. Their whip was middle of the pack in terms of rank to the league. So C-plus is the best I can do to this bullpen as a collective unit. Individually, there were some really nice performances. I'm going to beat a dead horse, but the big three, Luis Garcia, TJ McFarland, all had nice individual performances, but there weren't enough nice individual performances for me to say, okay, this is an above-average bullpen. When this team was right, 
It absolutely was an above-average bullpen because when this team was right, they were winning. They were pitching extremely well. And I'm excited for the bullpen in 2022 for a multitude of reasons. But I just this 2021 bullpen, to me, had its moments of, of, of dominance, had its moments of success, but doesn't warrant to me anything than a slightly above-average bullpen at a C+. And I, I like to be higher, but that, that's the grade that I'm going to give for this bullpen in 2021. If you guys disagree, comment on the YouTube video, comment on, on a tweet, uh, DM on all the Twitter, uh, social media platforms, at LJ Fastball on Twitter, LO underscore Cardinals on Twitter and Instagram, uh, lockedoncards at gmail.com. So you, we can have a conversation, but I go much, anything anything much higher than a B, B I, I, I really struggle to see that, but B minus C plus range. I can understand it. C plus is what I went with. So if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform right now, we're going to take a quick break. If you're listening on YouTube, we're going to take a quick pause. Um, and then we'll get into the final segment, looking at who can step up in 2022. So we will be right back on your podcasting platform. We'll take a quick pause here on YouTube. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Locked on Cardinals. We're going to get into some more bullpen talk to finish up the show today. Got about eight or nine minutes uh, to go here, give or take. Who are some names that I'm looking for to step up in 2022? The first name for me, Jordan Hicks. Pitched just 10 innings in 2021, had a 5.4 ERA, a walk percentage of 22%, um, which was not good. Uh, well, wasn't able to wasn't able to find it. And when Hicks first came up, a fireballer, 105 out of the bullpen with some serious tail on the slider, some some movement on the slider, wipeout slider, just nasty stuff. Could be it's closer type stuff that he's got. Wasn't able to stay healthy. Isn't able to control it at points. Uh, sometimes he would focus more on velocity and not as much on movement. But when you're playing in the major leagues, you need to get some movement in there because even if it's 101. These hitters are good enough to hit it, so you got to get some tail. When he's right, when, when Jordan Hicks is right, and I, I think I say that phrase a lot, but when Jordan Hicks is right, he's borderline unhittable. He's got a sinking fastball that goes about 99 to 101 miles an hour with some tail down and in, and then a wipeout slider that goes down and away from a right-hand hitter. Just absolutely nasty stuff. Filthy. It's fun to watch when he's right. Must watch TV when he's got his stuff. But but it's an if. So for Jordan Hicks, I think he needs to step up, especially if the Cardinals are going to stand pat in the starting rotation market and trust their guys, to their, their five to seven guys that they have debating for a spot, including Alex Reyes, and move Alex Reyes out of the bullpen. That means Jordan Hicks needs to step up, and he needs to step into this role of a setup guy because Giovanni Gallegos, in my mind, has earned the closer's role. 100%, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So Jordan Hicks needs to come in and be the setup guy that Giovanni Gallegos was. Gallegos moves down an inning. Maybe you flip-flop Cabrera and Hicks in the 7th and 8th, depending on matchups. Um, but I, I, I just believe that you, you've got to have Jordan Hicks step up in 2022. He could be a legitimate weapon, and he could make this bullpen extremely lethal. Because this bullpen, as I mentioned, ha- had its good moments throughout the season. I gave praise to this bullpen many, many times. But this bullpen also had its had its shortcomings. Had its shortcomings. And especially if you're going to lose Alex Reyes, who had a great first half of the season. We can debate his, the, the quality of season all we want. First half was a great first half. 
You need to replace him. You need to have an adequate replacement. So that's where Jordan Hicks can, can step up and stand in. I'd like to see Ryan Helsley also step up a little bit and not just be somebody you can you have to bring in with runners on base and be a Houdini. Uh, I think that he has the stuff to do it as well. I like his cutter-slider combination, a little bit of curveball in there as well. I think it just he. I think that he needs more seasoning. I, I like him a lot more than what the numbers show on him. Uh, we'll we'll see how it goes on him. But one guy that I do want to talk about a little bit that I've talked about briefly earlier, Cody Whitley, twenty six years old, or age twenty six season. He pitched in twenty five games this season, twenty five and a third innings pitched, had a walk rate of eleven point nine percent, ground ball percentage of thirty eight point seven percent, an ERA of two point four nine, and a WHIP of two point nine seven. So it's not that far off. And a war of point zero point four. All these numbers that I've mentioned today are according to either Fangraphs or Baseball Reference. These are according to Fangraphs. Those are very solid numbers. Twenty-five and a third innings in an ERA of two point four nine. I think he could step into a role as well and be absolutely another option for this bullpen that that is in desperate need of options. Because if you have Jordan Hicks filling a role for Alex Reyes. And you need to have somebody be more of a middleman, and I think Cody Whitley can be that guy because Cody Whitley put up solid numbers, and I just love his delivery, his stuff. He's deceptive. Cody Whitley could, I think I said this quote a couple times in the offseason and a couple times during the season as well, Cody Whitley could help make this bullpen legit and lethal. I, I, I don't think anybody, I don't think enough people are talking about how good Cody Whitley can be with the, again, I understand, Small sample size in 2021, but I do think that the the talent is there for Cody Whitley. I'm excited to see what Whitley does in 2022. Hope in that he progresses well, stays healthy, and, and earns a, a starting rotation spot in, in, in on next year's team. And I think we, we we could really see this bullpen step up and flourish going into 2022 if if, if the Cardinals can get. Cody Whitley on track. Uh, the, the, those are the names that I look at, um, and and I say that we could really see some improvement for this Cardinal bullpen if Ryan Helsley can step up, if uh, if Jordan Hicks can step into an Alex Reyes type role, and if we see more not uh, not an Alex Reyes type role in terms of a closer, but step up in terms of a late inning arm as Alex Reyes was, and then we see Cody Whitley step up um, and, and and see more of him. So more of Whitley, Helsley steps up, and Hicks into a late-inning reliever. Those are the three names that I'm looking for. I think a left-handed reliever could be a very valuable option, either in the trade market or otherwise, especially since you know the left-handed options are slim right now for the St. Louis Cardinals, and you do need a lefty in that bullpen outside of Fenesis Cabrera. So that, that would be an option or a route to improve this team is a left-handed reliever. So uh, that, that, that that's going to do it for the bullpen talk. I, I, th- I, I was... Kind of disappointed in the bullpen in 2021 as a whole. Good things to say about it, uh, but also some things to improve on. I'm excited for it in 2022. So tomorrow, again, talking about what the Cardinals can do this offseason. Send in your suggestions, either via trade or the free agent market. We'll talk about as many as we can. Uh, be sure to be subscribed to the podcast on your favorite uh, podcasting platform and on YouTube. It's all free um, anywhere you can find it as well as um, leave a comment or leave a rating where possible. And uh, follow me on Twitter at LJCastball. But until I talk to you guys tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.